I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Uh, this episode is once again brought to you by Dondi B and her gigantic bucket of beans. Um, <laughs> thank you, Donna. All right. The final episode covering the Doctor Who TV movie from 1996. Well, the Master has killed Chang. Rude. Um, and so the doctor's like, well, now how are you going to open the Eye of Harmony? You were using his eyes. And so he kisses Grace, the master kisses Grace, and returns her to normal. He is just kissing everyone. Um, and uh, her eyes pop open to normal. And she's like, oh, and so then he jams her head into the Eye of Harmony eye-opening thing. Uh, and then we get a lot of shaky cam as the eye opens and the master is standing up on a balcony in blinking light, some sort of you know, laser display or something. <laughs> uh, and the doctor tells Grace to run. Um, earlier, the doctor asked Grace if she knew how to set an alarm clock while they were fiddling, fiddling around at the uh, TARDIS console before she knocked him out when she got possessed. And she's like, obviously twigged, oh, I need to do something. So um, she runs off. We see the TARDIS in, the, in a back alley and it's lightning on it. It's having an issue. Um, and then the console is sparking. Which, you know, it wouldn't be Doctor Who without sparks coming out of the TARDIS console. <laughs> uh, and Grace gets underneath the console and just starts pulling out cables. Um, I guess she knows what she's doing. And then we cut to the party at the hospital where they're counting down. We see the master draining life from the doctor. Then there's lightning over the city. There's more countdowns at the Institute of Institutes. And then back at the party and Grace pulling out cables. And then it's midnight. I know, that was the timetable. We had to do everything by midnight, apparently. Uh, And then we see lots of clocks. uh, Just lots of shots of clocks. Um, 
some poor second assistant director has just had to do a lot of close-ups of clocks. Uh, <laughs> and they're all hitting midnight. And then suddenly Grace sets the TARDIS into temporal orbit. She's managed to, like, she just connects two wires like she's hot-wiring a car. Um, and it, it works, weirdly. Uh, and then after the TARDIS goes into a temporal orbit, the world blinks out. We just see lots of pictures of the world, like the Statue of Liberty and somewhere in China, I think, and it just goes bang, 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 bang. Um, Eiffel Tower, you know, world monuments. Uh, so the Master's life force is, is not working, and so uh, the Doctor's like, ah, see, it's wrong. Uh, Grace goes up and starts to release the Doctor, and then the Master comes up behind her, lifts her up, and throws her off the balcony. Oh, and it looks quite impressive because he's wearing his Time Lord robes. Um, so the she looks quite dead. Uh, the Master starts kicking the Doctor uh, and then tries to throw him into the Eye of Harmony. The Doctor wrenches the focusing staff thing around in a circle and it blinds the Master and that causes the Master to somehow fall into the Eye of Harmony. He's hanging on to the staff for a while. And the Doctor's like, take my hand! And then he gets sucked in. Uh, and then he's gone and the eye closes. The Doctor carries Grace up the stairs. She's quite clearly carked it. Uh, and then the TARDIS goes backwards a day. Um, and the Doctor's kneeling beside Lee and Grace and they're dead and it's very sad. And then energy from the Eye of Harmony as it's closing goes into them and they wake up. And the Doctor's like, you held back death. And he takes them home. Uh, meanwhile, the parties are still, like, we're back before the party's all finished and the world blinked out. And uh, everyone's having their parties, counting down to midnight, and the TARDIS arrives in a flurry of fireworks. Woohoo! And the Doctor's, like, tells Chang Lee, he's like, hey, mate, take a vacation next Christmas. Just trust me. And he's like, oh, okay. And then he lets, and he lets him keep the gold dust for some reason. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't need it. Um, <laughs> I guess all the Cybermen are gone. Uh, so the Doctor asks Grace to come with him. And she's like, no, you come with me. Uh, which I kind of like because, you know, she's been quite capable, even though she's emotionally confused. Um, uh, and she says, you know, she'll miss him. And they kiss again. Oh, and then there's fireworks. Oh. One more thing to be on the nose. <laughs> oh, speaking of on the nose, there's like some scenes where the Doctor's eyes are being held open uh, and the Master's talking and the screen cuts down the middle of their face uh, and they're so they're flipped both sides as they're talking to each other. Like, you know, we're both sides of the same coin. Uh, you know, it's like, the, it's like Batman and the Joker. It's like, you know, the... The, my enemy is the dark side of myself. It's just, uh, it just feels a bit heavy-handed. Anyway, uh, they're kissing the fireworks. <laughs> I'm really, really into how on the nose this this movie is. <laughs> um, uh, and they uh, they both say thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Thank you, doctor. Uh, and then the TARDIS leaves, and so the doctor is fiddling about his console and listening to his production music meant to sound like Billie Holiday again uh, and sits down with his tea and once again the record starts skipping on the lyric of time 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 <laughs> and the doctor's like oh not again uh, and then the music the doctor who music plays and the TARDIS goes off into the time vortex and that's all that's finally we've reached the end of 
the Doctor Who movie, uh, which some people call the Enemy Within. Uh, apparently, that was the was that the director or the no the producer said that that was a name you could give the episode if you wanted to give it a name, but everyone just calls it the Doctor Who movie because um, it's far too long for just an episode. It's look, did you like it? I want to know what you think. Theory at adamrichard.com.au if you want to send me an email or, you know, all my many socials. Just post on one of my pictures of dollies. That's generally how this thing works, isn't it? That's, that seems to be the process. Um, I have seen it a lot. I was very angry with it for a very long time because it was meant to be like, oh, now finally Doctor Who's going to get made in America and it'll be like a cross between Star Trek and the X-Files, because that was when it was made, like when Next Generation was huge. Um, and, you know, I think Deep Space Nine was on at the time and maybe Voyager was starting. I can't even remember. It was it was that, you know, end of the 90s science fiction explosion. And this was on the same network as the X-Files. This was on the Fox network. Uh, so it was like, oh, this is going to be the best. Like, what, what more do we want than a cross between the X-Files and Star Trek, the next generation, with our favourite Time Lord. And it was none of those things. <laughs> um, and if you get the Blu-ray or the DVD, there's some, there's like some test vision of their version of the Daleks, which were like a weird spider creature. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not into that. Um, <laughs> like this was meant to be a pilot episode. They just put it on as a TV movie and no one watched it. And I'm pretty sure anyone who did start watching it was totally befuddled by the gigantic concrete block sized lump of continuity and just went i don't i don't know i don't understand but you know what i reckon if they hadn't made this movie if russell t davis hadn't seen this movie and gone well that's not the way to do it uh (laughs) maybe we wouldn't have the series we have now so yeah I, i i feel like the the like starting rows, the Christopher Eccleston first episode with no continuity, no idea of who the Doctor is. We barely see the TARDIS until halfway through the episode. Um, I reckon that all of those lessons were learned from how much backstory was tried to be jammed into this telly movie. Not leaving any room for much of a story. Like realistically, the story is... The master is made of snot and is opening part of the TARDIS and the doctor has to stop it by riding a motorcycle to an institute. There's not much goes on, really, like in in story terms for what is, you know, was a two-hour movie with commercials. That's the other thing. This had commercials. Um, And there are spaces for commercials. Like there are little fade outs where it fades to black and you're like, oh, that's meant to be a commercial there. And there's another commercial and there's another commercial. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite a confronting bit of business. Um, so yeah, I, I, I enjoy it now a lot more. Um, because like back then, the only thing I really enjoyed was Paul McGann's performance. Like he is like, like Peter Capaldi who had many episodes, which were not enjoyable to me. Uh, I enjoyed him as as an actor playing the Doctor. So I enjoyed the Doctor and I love Paul McGann in this. And, you know, that's another thing. If Without this movie, there would be no 
that would not be thousands of hours of Paul McGann as the Doctor at Big Finish. Um, and then the Night of the Doctor special episode, which I also love. So, yeah, I, I, I have a, a grudging respect for this very, very silly movie. Uh, and, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of a glimpse into a, an alternate world where this was Doctor Who, where Doctor Who became an American TV show. Okay, next week uh, we'll find out how you feel about the... Paul McGann, 8th Doctor TV movie. Uh, Plus, we'll be moving on to our next big, exciting adventure. What's it going to be? I'm not telling. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.